Welcome to your creativity. I don't even know if we're that creative, but you know, that, that, that we, yeah, we're creative. Are we done? Yeah, I, I think so. I mean, if we have to ask people that, kind of <laughs> be, that we're pretty shitty at, at being creative. Okay, Dylan's creative. I'm not. Uh, only because I have to be. <laughs> I painted myself into this corner that I designed for people, so I have to be. Dylan's like the drunk guy that like paints himself into the far corner, and now he's just sitting there like, what the hell did I create? And you're stuck <laughs> in this corner, at least until eight hours, until the paint's dry. Yeah, You can pee in your cup. Steve, we traded in one basement for another tonight. Yes. <laughs> well, <laughs> you had to bring that up. <laughs> we are not in a basement. Oh this is God. a masterpiece. It's a bunker. It's a bunker. It's a, it's a powerful bunker. <laughs> well, it is because honestly, okay, of any place that's going to survive, like when the zombie um, apocalypse takes over, I think we're good here. We, we might be. This could be ground zero, but, you know. I, I didn't get a chance to show you guys the zombie door. I'll have to do that before you leave. There's okay. a scary zombie door out. So that strange voice is Russ Adams. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not creative either. Oh, my God. Okay, yeah. Do you know what? You guys are screwed. Yes, it's you are. screwed. This is just... Just weird. like 15 second fast forward until you get to a spot you like. Yeah, let's keep fast forward. <laughs> well, we heard Russ Adams' name. We can't keep. We're not going to stick around for that. Uh, they had me a zombie. Yeah, they I guess, had me a zombie. I guess. It was a zombie door or something. <laughs> you know, it's a door. <laughs> I can't believe I didn't show you guys the damn zombie door. Well, so, now yeah. I totally want to see the zombie door. Yeah, so it was we're going to have to go out the, the zombie door. And let's just we're going to go on a little ride. You know, we're totally going out of the zombie door. <laughs> <laughs> then you gotta walk around the damn building. There's like a gate over here. That yeah. You can go through. Okay. I'm not really. Yeah. Okay. It sucks. <laughs> it's and it's hot. Maybe <laughs> somebody can FaceTime it, and like I'll just like sit here. Yeah. And like I'll take the video and I'll just send it to you. This is the zombie door. In it. In it. In it. In it. And I'm going. I'll around. be sitting back. Drinking yeah. my Dr Pepper. Drinking. Yeah. His spiked Dr Pepper. Yeah. It's gonna be iced, and I'll just be chilling there. <laughs> <laughs> Look at that idiot out there in the parking lot frying his ass. Excuse yeah. me, please. Like, <laughs> there's a strange man walking around the neighborhood. He's got a beard and a gun and a gun. Hit the ground, hit the ground. He yeah. owns that storefront. Yeah, oh. <laughs> you can't do anything if he's the business. <laughs> my bad. My bad. I mean, that's like, like my bad. He's he okay to be there. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know where we go from I don't this. Know. Like, I, I made I mean, you guys come into the basement. So, yeah, so they arrive, and I'm all excited to have them here, and I didn't come into the, the shop early enough to prime the AC. So it's like 100 degrees upstairs, and um, so we're, we're taking refuge in the basement. And that's well, no, Russ knows that I'm a fat ass and that I eat a lot of chocolates, <laughs> and so I think what he's doing is he knows that I'm not going to change, and he's probably like, eh, Steve will sweat it out. And so, like, I mean, so, like, he's just kind of like – Okay, well, let's just go ahead and go with the interview. And I'm just looking around. Like, is there anywhere else? Like, anywhere. Can we go anywhere else, like, just for this? He I've lost in. five pounds already. <laughs> like, from the two minutes that I've been here, there's five yeah. pounds of that sweat it's gone. Bad. It's bad. It's here bad. or the broom closet, Steve. It's the <laughs> I'm surprised um, you didn't have me put on like a glad bag well, and like so that I'm like sweating a, it out even more. There's like a, I'm sure we can find some kind of, you know, what what is it? Um, vinyl suit that we can put you in or something like that. It'll be great. It'll be fun. It'll be fun. I want to be like the guy in Silver Lining Playbook 
where he would go out running and he would run with the garbage bag on him because it would help him lose more weight. Oh, yeah, we used to do that in high school. Like, you know how bad that is for your and, No, your I'm thinking body. it's pretty legit. So like, I, it, it used to be legit. Yeah, it'll work. It'll probably make my pores feel nice and good too. Because I mean, they're gonna just be sweating it all out. Oh my god, it's horrible. It's not a good thing to do. Because I used to be, I used to wrestle in high school, and you know, to make weight, they'd always have you like, you know, zooming up and down, and so. You know, we would wear if you if you couldn't afford the sweatsuit, you you wore the garbage bags <laughs> un, under your sweat clothes, you know. And so you take them off, and you're wringing your underwear out, look like you pissed yourself. Or, oh, can I swear on here? I yeah, you can. Okay. I mean, <laughs> yeah. I my like, mom doesn't really even oh, listen okay. sometimes, so you're, okay, you're probably good. Well, I'm kind of known for dropping the stuff, so that's why I figured I'd I'd ask after I have done it a number of times. I'm sure. Wait, anybody got a counter? You got do a you record? have kids? I do, yeah. On a, yeah, they're around. Somewhere. Okay, potty training. <laughs> so here's, like, here's my potty training. My potty training would be: I think I could cut little legs out of a bag so that I could just wrap them up in a garbage bag and keep them clean until like somebody with longer arms and doesn't you know, like puke when they're like cleaning that that's diaper. That's a guy thing. We all puke. Diapers are disgusting. And so are babies. So the garbage isn't going to help? The garbage bag? It might. I actually took my son. Like, we lived in Okinawa at the time. And it wasn't, like, family around to help you because we're, like, you know, in a remote location. And um, and uh, my ex-wife was at work at the time. And my son had had a little bit of uh, um, a little too much apple juice. And we didn't realize he was going to have a reaction. Apple I, juice. Apple juice. Yeah, that's, that's what, good. And I took his ass. He was six months old. I took him out in the backyard and I sprayed him down with a garden hose. I'm not lying. I didn't. I didn't give a damn. I wasn't touching that. You I know? could do that in like a janitor closet. You could if do I that. had to. You could do that. It's totally. And you know, in so many years, I'm sure the statute of limitations is gone. I'm sure the crime that I committed. Plus, it was in another country. Did you that use doesn't a, count. Did you use a power you know? spray? Like, I, I yeah, mean, damn like, right. I did. Was yeah, like was the like, big, like, he got a freaking enema. Yeah. <laughs> That'll teach you. You know. <laughs> Shit in my house. <laughs> I'm only this two. This is my house. I'm only two, or I'm only six months. Yeah, six months. That's all he was. He got waterlogged. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. hey. I don't know how to recover from this because, I mean, like, <laughs> honestly. Yeah, I, I was trying to decide if that was the high point or the low point I mean, from the episode. <laughs> no, I actually think it's going to go up from here because, like, honestly, you. this is quality. Like, this whole podcast is gold. It's and it's, like, amazing. And so... the and re- I'm tarnishing it. <laughs> no, you're making it gold. Oh, I'm making it this gold. This is money. Oh, okay. This is... Well, all right. Well, awesome. Well, that's like, why we have guests because we... We, we, we couldn't keep this going between the two of us. <laughs> yeah, our producers tried to disown us a few times, but, like, he's kind of stuck with us. And so, like, it's just like, yeah, oh, come on, Sasha. Like, and he's like, you know, really, you could use some more. Maybe Steve started actually writing down questions. I haven't gotten to that yet. He hasn't gotten to <laughs> We've only done like 40 something episodes. This is number 45. Yeah, it, it may take 100. <laughs> I mean, I, I mean it may take 100 before I start writing might, down it questions. Might do that. You know, I think if we had, we were just all talking, like, we, we've been talking for like an hour before yeah. we started recording. It was like, oh shit, maybe we should start. Some of that stuff, that might have gotten that, some ratings. I mean, because it would have gotten us all sued, you know, I think. You know, you know. Pff, challenge accepted. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, like, so on that note, I Let's mean, challenge that. is totally accepted with that. I'm game with that. 
my my bank account's loaded. So <laughs> I mean, if you like, no, see me, you like you're just you're just. A, <laughs> Yeah, and the irony is, yeah, <laughs> it's totally not. So they'll just be like, "Wait, that's it? Okay, never mind." Steve, oh we don't God. care about that, him. That's what a wink sounds like. That's what a wink sounds like. No, but Russ, I'm like way excited <laughs> to meet you because you okay. Your specialty is you create special effects and all kinds of stuff for movies. Mm-hmm. How the hell do you figure out that's what you want to do with your life? Oh, it. Was this when you were wrestling with the garbage bag, like in high school? And you're like, yeah. you know what, this would actually make a really I hated cool that shit. I hated being a jock. It wasn't. It wasn't my personality. You know, um, it was like something our whole family had to do. But when I was a kid, I wanted to do special effects. And I, uh, like, my favorite story is this, uh, watching Mister Rogers' Neighborhood. You get to see there was this episode where they transformed Lou Ferrigno into the Hulk, and it was this all this makeup process and. And I was like hooked as a little kid. And you know, my parents, my grandparents, oh, that's cute. He wants to, you know, wants to do that stuff when he grows up. Well, it started to hang on through my teen years, and they're like, shit, this might become a reality. We can't have an artist in the family, you know? And so they would constantly steer me toward other stuff. And, you know, because everybody in the family wrestled, I had to freaking wrestle. And so I did that. I kept them happy. And then I tell them, you know, I'm going to the Art Institute of Pittsburgh. And they just about shit themselves. They're like, no, this isn't going to happen, you know? So my grandfather, um, no, 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 you need to be an accountant. He's like, you'd be a great accountant. I fucking hate math, you know? <laughs> and he's like, he's well, like, no, no. That could be the best accountant. It could be, yeah, the guy who hates math. That, it's usually the guy who ends up indicted. But, you know, <laughs> so he, um, he's like, no, you got to be an accountant. I'm like, ah, probably no. And he's like, he's like, well, then go to the military or something. Because, you know, artists, they end up dead in a ditch somewhere. You'll have a heroin needle in your heart. <laughs> it was getting really graphic. And so I was thinking to myself, I was like, oh, shit, maybe he's right. So I joined the military. I was like, you know, the military for like 10 years. When I got out, I decided, you know, I, you know, what am I going to do, you know? And so I decided to get back into that. Okay. Could it possibly have been that you were traumatized so much by Mr. Rogers? Like, because I'm a little freaked out by like the little, like queen or whatever her name is. (laughs) Like, I mean... She kind of looks like an apple core that was like kind of rotted out. Oh, and Lady Elaine like, Fairchild. Yeah. You remember? Oh my God! I don't know. I just well, remember. I think she looks like Barry Manilow. <laughs> <laughs> that's like double. That's like a double hit. You just took a double hit. Oh my God! <laughs> she does. That was actually pretty good. That was really good. <laughs> She does look like that, and an apple core. My favorite part of Mr. Rogers is the owl's voice because it's Mr. Rogers doing a southern accent. Oh yeah, and well, it's 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 just beautiful. And he did the king too, didn't he? Yeah. It was like it was everybody was being recycled on that on that on that show. You know? And he did the cat too. He did like oh yeah over half did the you voices. Hear? Did he do drugs? Because I mean, I, I know, know that his like persona is like he's a nice churchy guy, but I'm just saying. I don't know. Some of them, I, I he's would not out be surprised there. by pot use. Somebody's out there saying he was high on life. Yeah, he <laughs> that's was. what he was. <laughs> but no, they there was a radio station. I want to say it was Frankie, DB, and Kelly. I can't remember what they, I, which show, channel they were on. But they broke Mister Rogers. Like it, it happened just before he died. And they were playing like they were little kids. And they're like, Mr. Rogers, they said this and blah, blah, blah. And all of a sudden, he starts doing that freaking cat voice. And everybody's like, what the fuck?
fuck's going on? The meow meow. The, the meow, and he just kept doing it. And and they were like, oh, okay, Mr. Rogers, it was nice talking to you. And they get him off the the interview. And then they come back on there and they're like, I think we broke Mr. Rogers. <laughs> <laughs> Who was like, what the fuck did you guys do? He's an old man, you know. Yeah, that was awesome. <laughs> the, the, whole, the whole rest of the day, he's yeah. running around his little condo chasing a little yarn ball. Yeah, exactly. Like trying to like bat at it. And they couldn't get him out. It took All days. because of Utah disc jockeys. That was... That danger was boy. Danger boy. Pinky and danger <laughs> boy. Oh, my gosh. It was a good one. Yeah, it was It was funny because I, I was like... I think it was like 2000... It was either 2003 or 2002. And the only reason I remember that is because I was working at this shitty company wishing I just offed myself. And, you know, and it was like... It was my last few months there before I had finally just told him to go to hell. And that's... And I remember the office I was in. And so, yeah, I was like, it was probably like early summer 2003, you know, and uh, I took a bet that summer that I would, you know, that somebody bet me I wasn't smart enough to get an, uh, you know, an English degree. And so I went to college, I got an English degree, got my bachelor's in English, and then they, it was double or nothing, you can't do a master's. And I did the master's degree. I'm thinking, I may have won the bet. But I'm the no, idiot because like totally I just spent a hundred thousand dollars on a freaking education that was useless. On top of the Pittsburgh Art School, on top, well, I never made it there because I was like, I was gonna go, and my grandfather talks me into the military because I thought I mean, I had kind of like a, a scholarship, man. I was like good to go, and uh-huh. and so you know, I, I ended up giving it up to to, to to travel the world, you know, and. Um, and then I got out, and I decided I was going to do this again, but I had to build up some money, so I started working for the shit company, and you know, <laughs> it was, uh, you know, and then finally started my studio, and I was off. But, uh, but yeah, there was a, like there was some lull time in there that I, you know, I tried to make the old man happy, and for years he just kept saying, "No, you got to work. You know, you got to be miserable. You got to work like I did. You got because he got out of you know out of the military, you know, during the Korean War, and went to work for PPG." And that was like his thing for years. Like you know, he worked there for decades. You got to be miserable. You got to do you. You got to do your thing for the. You know, you take it from the man and blah blah blah. And you know, and I wasn't about to do that. So he keeps hearing about yeah yeah you're working on a movie yeah that that's fun you know whatever. But it wasn't until it was on television where he, he was sitting in his chair at home and he's watching sci-fi and there's his grandson on television and he calls me up and he's like you know there might be something to this art thing. Fuck you, old man. I've been telling you that for years. <laughs> oh. So it's nice when they come around, though, right? Yeah, when he finally came around. Is your grandpa uh, the one that bet you on the English degree, also? No, like, no, I mean, yeah, I would start. Been, no, because he would have kicked my ass for that too. Like I kind of kept that quiet from ye- for years from him. I just, you know, but you know, then now, I've used it. I've written a couple of books, so you know, it's like, all right, well, you know, it's not a complete loss. <laughs> Uh, just a hundred thousand dollars in the hole, but you know. Now only, only ninety nine thousand nine hundred and something <laughs> exactly. in the hole. <laughs> That's right, because you guys said you're gonna give me a dollar for doing the show. So <laughs> look okay. at Steve, He's dude. Like, I'm gonna go. What? Okay, we're gonna have to go through my ashtray in my car because, like, I mean, I think I have. Dollar in I probably car, have like but that's maybe seventy cents. Because I, I <laughs> that'll work. I work for seventy cents on the show. I, I had more than that. I had close to two bucks, but I bought a Dr. Pepper from McDonald's the other night, and I realized my little change drawer is getting a little low. <laughs> you get a little, yeah, the pocket. Mine's like furry pennies, you know, <laughs> in the center. Yeah, you know? that's totally right. Nobody wants those fucking pennies, you know? They add up. 
Right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Don't go through a drive-thru and add a pennies, man. You're going to oh, piss the guy No, I did. I see, and, you I'm know, usually the guy behind. That motherfucker gave her panties. I just goddamn know it, you know. And I'm gonna follow you wherever you go, <laughs> and like try to like just jump ahead of you in line. <laughs> I learned one stripper in my life. To the petty. <laughs> I learned one strippers don't like quarters. I'm like, it's the same thing. Uh, I want change. <laughs> Here's your Susan B. Anthony. You can stuff that. Like, she had a sense of humor, so it didn't give it <laughs> oh a lot of proportions, so. though. <laughs> oh, my God. I've seen some shows overseas. There's some change being given back. You know, uh. exactly. <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying. I've got to travel some. i got to do some traveling. So I was, like, on such high hope that this was our best episode <laughs> yet. And, like, I'm not really sure if it's going yeah, there it's yet. Going it's, still, like, it's still, over? like, it's still, like. All over the place. So garden so, hose enemas and <laughs> exact, exact change and exact change. You know what? We could probably just rewind and just start again. It would be all right. And then you'll have to give the intro. Now just again. Hit, just keep hitting the fifteen second, for, you know, fast. Forward. Yeah, just keep hitting. You, you yeah, could, you're you definitely gonna want to keep hitting. Eventually, you're gonna get a good spot. That's what she said. You know. Well, <laughs> <laughs> eventually, you're gonna hit a good spot. Like really, my fault. <laughs> maybe maybe that's why I'm divorced. <laughs> maybe it I never. Remember, I never knew where it was. <laughs> it was. Oh my knew. god! Happens it, to never, the best. Never of us. knew where that was. The enema was the high point. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> that, was, that was the high point. <laughs> so what what year did you start the studio? I was it was 2003. Three. Yeah, it was that that summer. I went. I was going to college, and at the same time, I started. Uh, perf- you know. I guess you'd call it professionally, uh, you know, working on projects and stuff. And um, I had been doing a little bit beforehand, but, you know, not as, you know, it wasn't exactly something I could spend 100%, something like dust in my eye, but um, something I could do 100% of the time. So I had to kind of ease into it. And um, certain uh, issues arose with the shitty job. I ended up leaving with, you know, some extra money. (laughs) And, uh, (laughs) you know... There's a story uh, yeah. there. Yeah, there's, there's a story there. It's a, it's a, it's a one of those things where I get to keep the money if I don't publicize it. So I just kind of like keep that on the low. But you know, and I use the money to start the studio, and so it's been kind of like kind of like feast or famine ever since. What, okay, but what was the first show like that your grandpa saw you? Like what was oh, the that first was the show? Jim that Henson show. That was that, it was the only time I was actually on television for when he saw that. Yeah, yeah. Do so, you remember your first show you were on? Oh, that I was on? That you did event like an effect or oh, what's I, you know, some of your crazy things that you did, created? Oh, we did a couple of things for uh, – I worked uh, – there were some frogs that we did for oh, – it was a Tom Cruise movie. What the hell was it? I think it was called Magnolia or something. You did the frogs well, that I fall mean, out of the sky yeah, and they're like, like all over of the people doing. That. <laughs> it wasn't. But were you, were like you thrown frogs? No, no. Or? I think we I think we did some sculptures. I can't oh, even okay. honestly say that they were they were utilized, you know. Um, oh no, they were. I actually they were like to... in every fucking shot, and so like <laughs> yeah, you did amazing. Those frogs were everywhere. <laughs> and I'm sure mine were the ones I worked on were probably not up close stuff, but you know I'm sure we did background stuff because they just they they pick and choose that stuff, but like. I, I still have some in in the other room. I mean, I've got them. Okay, this up. is creeping me out. Yeah, that was like, a good movie. It's like one of my. I know. And I've it's never on my seen list of favorites. <laughs> really? I've never seen it. Um, 
I saw it so, once, and that's the only scene I remember. I think that's what everybody remembers is the frogs, you know. So I and it wasn't like I painted them. I just like did I did the sculptor. I I don't even remember doing the. I don't even think I have the molds. I think I just have some of the the casts. They you know that they had sent back and stuff. You killed real frogs? No, no, I sculpted. <laughs> You like you uh, made a little like the, you made a little like frog on my ass. a frog like little doing a nude like photo shoot and he, the nod the the, the frog was just Craigslist <laughs> yeah Come and he's just sitting there posing we just need you to do some tasteful nudes Mr Frog you know and then I come out of nowhere with a hatchet and we're gonna have frog legs tonight. <laughs> That was not apple cider that kid had. I don't think <laughs> so. Like I'm just saying, that was totally not apple cider. Oh I'm now pretty sure of it. Yeah, it was probably a frog leg, but it was Japan, so you know, you never know what you're eating. You know, it was it's crazy time. It was Okinawa, you know. So it was a great place, though. I got to be honest. <laughs> I had so much fun in Okinawa. It was. Uh, I do. I do recall bitching a lot about. They had like a three car rule. That used to piss me off. Like you would, number one, you're driving on the other side of the road, and you know, in, in the United States, you know, if you run a red light, th- that's a bad thing, right? Well, in Okinawa, Oops. it was like three cars could go through the red light before the green light could start bringing cars through. That sounds like Utah rules. Yeah, it kind of. Yeah, <laughs> it does. And it would piss me off to no end. And um, you know, so there was stuff like that, and stuff like they had these mopeds that were always driving around. And the asshole wouldn't be wearing his helmet on his head. He'd have it tethered around his neck, but it would sit on the back of his neck like like a goiter. You know? <laughs> and that was like the style. That was supposed to be like, you know, looking really, you know, you know, it was like, fine. I look fine, you know, or something. That's, yeah. that's the part you got to protect because yeah, exactly. fall back. And they were allowed yeah. to zoom between you, you know, like between all the cars to get to the front, you know. And I was like, <laughs> you I used do to that think in California like, and it, it – yeah, I've heard these started. Throws me off started. in California. It pisses me off. You just want to fling your door open yeah. and just hear, <laughs> and I'm a motorcycle rider, so I mean, I'm not condoning any of that. Yeah. I'm just saying, if they're on a moped, they got it coming. Um, <laughs> you know, I mean, I'm just saying, a real man rides a motorcycle. A real woman rides a motorcycle. Those mopeds. <laughs> what about a sidecar? Because I mean, I would probably a be moped like the sidecar. I don't know. I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm not saying I would like drive. Either of them, but I could sit in a sidecar. You car. could rock a sidecar, man. You know, and I think I, I'm I would want the goggles. The, go- you hit the goggles are my, and the leather helmet. Okay. You know, the leather helmet. Because uh, like I'll make football. it a goiter on my, the back of my Yeah, my yeah, head. no, that'll get you hit. But, you know, <laughs> but no, I think a sidecar, you know, motorcycles, sidecars, those are all pretty cool things. But, you know, those guys aren't going to try to go in between cars because, you know, the sidecar obviously inhibits that, you know. <laughs> well, but, it depends on how annoying I've been. Like, they, yeah, might, they might want to run what into the passenger you <laughs> you know? um, But, yeah, if you, if you see a, a moped, you know, I, I think you have every right to open the door. I really do. All right, I'll work on that. Yeah, just keep keep in mind. Especially in, if I I'm don't in like California. seeing them on the road. It's like I it really don't off. either. And you know, and we're in Ogden right now, and you know, we're at the the, uh, the Ogden Uncon uh, headquarters, and right out here on Washington Boulevard, you know, you would think you'd see mopeds on the road, but no, you see them on the sidewalk. And it's like I've opened the door to the shop and stepped out and was like, "What the fuck?" Right past, and I'm like, "You've got a road. Use the road." It's like. <laughs> I feel like I should be able to fling the shop door open and take one or two of them out, you know, skateboarders, well, I mean, mopeds. Maybe I should have called the cops. I mean, like, I had a valid reason. Yeah. 
Wait, what were you calling the cops for? Just as I know, we talked like an hour before we came on the mic. Chasing <laughs> off zombies and frogs. <laughs> He's like alluring oh. frogs through his Craigslist ad. There, yeah. Yeah, there is so much shit that could be misconstrued in this in this place, you know. Escape design. Like I, I remember loading up a deer a couple of years ago. We were about to, to shoot a commercial in uh, it was it was in Denver, but it was for the Colorado Wildlife Foundation and it was a puppeted deer and you know, and it had to look real. So I worked my ass off to make it look real. And these guys next door were pissed off because they saw me loading this deer into the car. They didn't realize, I mean, that thing is as heavy as a pillow, right? It was completely upholstery foam and fur and stuff like that. So it weighed nothing. And I'm putting this deer into my car. Either I was like built like a brick shit house, you know, and I could just pick up a deer and but toss it. But you are. It. Yeah, right. Thank you. I appreciate <laughs> it. And that's why you're my favorite. Um, you know, <laughs> um, you know, but they called the cops. And so I had to have my vehicle checked. You know, do you have a license? Do you know this is deer? This is hunting out of season. <laughs> it's not a fucking real deer. There's no, do you want me to open it yeah. up? <laughs> I mean, yeah. He probably was, had uh, some of the frogs in their the trunk. Frogs were up his ass, yeah. <laughs> we had the frogs stashed up his ass because we were trying to sneak them across the border. You know, it was like trying to get them out of Utah and into like, you know. Yeah. He, and the, yeah, it has the, what we get them in Cal, Cal, no, sorry, Canada, not California, because I mean you really can't sneak anybody out of California. Yeah, so went <laughs> <laughs> on a tangent. I lost. But do you know? What? I actually think I saw a picture of the deer. Um, because I follow you on. I'm a fan. I follow you yeah, on we, on we Facebook. Each other, yeah. <laughs> but no, it was really lifelike, and so I guess that's a testament that you did a really good job, because people couldn't tell. That it wasn't. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I was. It was a compliment. I, I'm not gonna lie. But at the same time, I drove around for two weeks with a dead, you know, with like a dead looking corpse in my front seat of my van. Could you do the passenger me. lane, the HOV lanes? I think I tried. I think I tried. <laughs> they were new at the time, but you know, I, and it was just sort of like slumped over, you know, with its head resting on it the was passenger. Sleeping. Yeah, it was, and it had it was silicone, so it was all squished up against the side. Had some fresh, you know, blood that had been applied. That you know, I was just coming back from the set, you know, and um, yeah, and nobody gave a damn. You know, I guess if it's a deer, it's okay. You know, you know that 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 that's just a horrible thing to have happen. But if it's a human, nobody gives a shit. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody cares. Two weeks it was in the front seat. Two weeks. Driving no. around. Yeah. I would do it out of spite to the neighbors that were like kind of complaining. Then I would just like from then on. like Oh, yeah. Or I would have it like out by their store or <laughs> out by their house. Just like showing up in the morning looking through their windows. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's, kind of, that's how my kids came up was I'd have like zombies I'd be making or something and I'd put them in. I'd come tapping on their, their bedroom window. It'd be like late at night I'd be in the shop and that was back when my shop was in my garage and I'd tap on the window and they'd open the window to what the hell? And they're like, oh, hi, dad. I mean, I had scared them so many times. They didn't Did they give go a through a anymore. lot of counseling? I don't know. Like, it could be why I haven't seen them in a while. You know, I just figured, you know, you're 18. Get the fuck out. You know, but I mean. No, maybe, you know, maybe they actually are like, kind of like. That could be. We're you afraid know? of him. Yeah. No, we, yeah. no we, cannot, we cannot go back to my dad's house. Yeah, well, good. Because aren't, isn't that the point? You know, you raise them to get the fuck out and not yeah. come back. You know, I haven't been back to my parents' house. <laughs> I left home when I was 
Jesus, I, I can't even remember. I, I was just out of high school. I told them I was going camping, and that was like 30 <laughs> years ago. <laughs> Your mom's still sitting there with dinner. Like, <laughs> any, any minute now, he's going to come back from that camping trip. I know he's going to be really hungry. <laughs> oh, my God. The only reason they knew I was in the military, I think, is because in basic training, they force you to call home. You know, so your family knows you're alive. It's yeah. like, you know, they didn't kill me in basic. There wasn't any uh, um, full metal jacket episodes or, you know, <laughs> where Gomer Pyle was blowing people's heads off with his little M16. But <clears throat> no, I, yeah, I just sort of like, <laughs> just haven't been back. Hasn't occurred to me that maybe I should go back. I, I don't know. <laughs> it was like, it hasn't. And hopefully I've instilled those same values in my children. If I ever see them again, <laughs> what the fuck are you doing here? Maybe <laughs> maybe they'll join the military and they'll give you a call. Just Neither to one check of those in. two are going to join the military. I fucked up in that arena. There's no way. Yeah. <laughs> you know, my son's probably my in my ex-wife's basement or something. And <laughs> my daughter got on. She'd be the one I would be. I'd expect to go to the military. <clears throat> what are some of the craziest projects that you've worked on? <laughs> like maybe the most crazy besides your kids. Uh. <laughs> you could even say, how about the most crazy? Like yeah. the biggest failure. <laughs> like what's the biggest failure project that you fucked up? Jim or... Henson's Creature Shop Challenge. No, that um... was your biggest. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know. Um, I'm trying to think. <laughs> you know, I've got some really horrid. If this was a con- like if we were talking about like this was a panel at a convention. Oh, we are. The first <laughs> the, 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 this, this is totally that. If this was a Comic Con and I was doing a panel and I I remember okay I'm wearing a T-shirt right now it says Dallas Alcon because I go to Dallas Alcon every year um, as a guest and I and I have a fan base there that are so much fun to you know to talk to. They want to hear my old stories. They they hear it every damn year, but they keep like tell us the one about the Bigfoot penis and I'm like. Damn it, really? <laughs> so that would be the worst. The worst. Okay. Well, okay, now I gotta know yeah. what a, I yeah. mean you so, created a Bigfoot penis. Well, I make big I make Bigfoot costumes, right? And you guys have probably seen them on Facebook. Well, on my friend table. Jed from uh, Seattle. He, yeah. You you worked on his Oh, did I I don't know if he actually ordered one though. He might or, have. Or he might People have really order Bigfoot? Yeah. yeah, Bigfoot costumes, okay, Steve. Okay. <laughs> Costume. This one was for a, a reenactment where they felt they needed to be anatomically correct. <laughs> and by the time I was done, I was so embarrassed by what I had done. I was like, I can't ever fuck this. I'm not, you know, he, he can have his money back. I'm done, right? This baby elephant trunk, right? I was like, it was pathetic. It was always, it was never big enough, you know? And I was like, fuck this. And then at one point they were like, well, the guy in the suit's going to need to pee, so we have to make sure that it works. Does he use the the I don't even know. I don't know. It was hollow and I I, I punched a hole in the end. So if it worked great, if he filled up on himself, then you know what? Had it coming. You know? I'm I'm a I'm a firm believer. Okay, I go back. This conversation may not have actually gotten any better. I'm just kind of thinking it's I'm still waiting for that moment. It's gonna be still the hype. I'm sorry, little kid that got sprayed by the hose. I'm so sorry. I feel your pain. Oh my god! Just it could have been worse. It could have been worse. I was I was not a great parent. I mean, I think some people are cut out for it, but you know, I fucked up right off the beginning. You know, uh, my son, I was left alone with him 
and my uh, my ex had gone out, you know, on a well-deserved break, left me alone with him for the evening. And granted, I'm in Okinawa. I can't just like call my parents and say, how do I fucking get this kid to stop crying? <laughs> so I'm trying to give my son a bottle. And I put the bottle together. I was actually kind of proud of myself. I had actually assembled this. You know, cleaning a gun and all that stuff, that's, that's easy. <laughs> Putting a bottle together, not so much, not always. And <laughs> so I've got him calm. And my kid was a fucking monster. When he came, when he came squirting out, he was, he was like, I'm not shitting you. He's 24 inches long and like 24 inches tall, and uh, like came out with a kilt, swearing. You know, it's like, you know, what the fuck was that? You know, it's like, he just squirted out. Would you swearing. quit eating Pulled that stuff? Eating. Had fucking teeth, right? Blonde hair. So oh, and he was like 13 pounds. He was fucking oh my huge. Goodness. Like, like at the, at, I was expecting a divorce like immediately after, you but she had to, to heal, me. you know. <laughs> so, so I'm holding this monster uh, child, and I'm trying to feed him. I get the bottle ready, and I, and he was finally calming down. He saw the bottle. He's like, "Yeah, I think I can. I think I can handle that," you know. And I put it. I did, forgot to screw the cap on, and completely, and so it came undone. And he had. Do you guys, you guys have kids, right? No. Oh, I have an eleven-year-old. Could okay. you see me with so, a kid? I'm not really sure that's a good idea. I don't oh know if it could God. happen. Steve's his own kid. Well, they put this. There was like yeah. this cereal that you put in the formula back. You know, well, my kid's like 21 now, so you know he lived. But um, <laughs> but like 20 some years ago, there was this formula that you could put in. A, I don't know if it was like a thickener or if it was just sort of part of the food. I don't fucking remember. But you put it in there. So he had this oatmeal shit like hardening to his face as I was cleaning. <laughs> <laughs> Which really pissed him off even more. Did, did so, you create a character out of him? Oh, I should have. That would have been good. That could he was be not good. attractive. You know, um, he was like the ugly baby with with the, the oatmeal on his face. So, yeah, and the and the, and the cry face. You know that that where it's coming. You know it's gonna yeah. hurt your ears because they're building up rage. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, he's got the shaking now. No sound coming out, but the you no sound know is the coming. worst. It's like, and then all of a sudden, yeah, that was, yeah, I remember that very clearly. I, See, I I'm up. too cynical because by then I'd be like, yeah, you lost your moment. I mean, the buildup was pretty good, yeah. but yeah, you, you your follow through sucked. It's uh, yeah, yeah, that's what, yeah, yeah, it's building in his face too. You know, it was like his the follow through the bottle sucked, the joke sucked. It was just bad, you know. But that's why I'm a special effects artist and I'm not a comedian because I, you know, I can't. So how many other working penises have you made? That was it. <laughs> that was it, man. And it was like yeah. one and done. What? Well, yeah, one and done. <laughs> Learned my lesson. You know, I was like, didn't realize Bigfoot needed to be circumcised. I, you know, I mean, there was some there was some elements there. I still have the mold, which <laughs> it's like. <laughs> What the fuck? The like, occasionally I'll come across the mold and I'll be like, The mold's as big as me. This? Yeah, I'm like, what the fuck is this? And I'll open it up and I'll say, like, God damn it. And I have to relive the embarrassment like I will after this airs. You know? Um, Your staff probably just keeps it. You probably keep trying to dump it. Those little and sons of bitches. Yeah. It just, it just keeps reappearing. It's I think the picture why. needs to be in the, the podcast notes. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my God! No, no, <laughs> no. We, no, no. We can animate it. Well, every so year, we yeah, animate. we can animate it. Yeah, <laughs> we'll, we'll make one and then we'll strap it to Steve and say, "Hey, we need you to model some stuff." So, who inspired you, like, to even do this? I mean, I don't really know where to go from there. I don't, 
like, yeah, how about we just change it to another question? <laughs> Not that question. When in doubt, Steve plays it straight. He just goes right for the penis. You know, it's, I don't think there was any inspiration there, man. It was just sort of like, I'm not making enough money to do this shit. So, yeah, <clears throat> I actually like I was going to give him his fucking money back. I was like, you know what? The suit, whatever. Keep it. <laughs> I never want to see it again. But the guys in Dallas love this damn story so much. I, I kind of and this this isn't going to help <clears throat> the, the viewers, but with the listeners, but. I'll be up there and I'm talking to the guys and I'm like, yeah. And so it's sort of like one of these things, you know, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm doing all these like little movements and, and, and I've got people in the, 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 just people in the audience just dying about this thing, and they want me to bring it with them. And I'm like, go to hell. I was like, I don't have a copy. They're like, but you got the mold. I'm like, yeah. Okay. So I cast it and then what? I put it in my luggage and then TSA finds it and I have to fucking answer for this. Could you know, be the abominable yeah. snowman. It, it's like a, you can do multiple versions. It's a bong. It's a bong. <laughs> it's not that. Oh it's a God. bong. You put your weed in the testicles. Yeah. You smoke it out the other end. Yeah, you went there. <laughs> you kept going down the, the the rabbit hole too, there, Mister. So this is mostly your fault. I'll teach you. <laughs> so, what other feature for films uh, <laughs> have you done? Feature films for families. What other feature films for families have you made some some stuff for? Because I'm sure you've done some work for their films. I don't feature family films. I don't think I do those. Um, I work a lot. In work. I've done uh, Pirates of the Caribbean two and three. Whoops, I'm so sorry. I'm sorry. I thought I turned Do you know, We're gonna we're, we'll get back. We'll let him go soon. Oh my Jeez. god, that wasn't it. I think that was. I think that <laughs> it doesn't matter. <laughs> oh my. That god. was Bigfoot. <laughs> that was Bigfoot calling. Shut up! Shut up! God damn you! <laughs> I could be bigger. I could have been. <laughs> it still was too small. <laughs> You don't know what it's like trying to buy swimsuits that fit. Trying to like, you just don't know. Oh my god, the hefty bag condoms. Yeah, I know. I know the feeling. I've got that problem. Um, <laughs> what the hell were we talking about before? The I phone do not. Call? Well, I mean, oh yeah, it was the gosh. feature films for families. We were, we were going back families. to that route. Oh my god, I don't do feature films for families. <laughs> Okay, well, I think I do the opposite. Next I, I question. I worked on 50 first dates. It was an Adam Sandler movie. Wait, you What'd really you worked that? Yeah. Yeah, it was just it was minor stuff. It was just some life cast stuff, but um and then there and it just a prop here and there. And then there was um Pirates of the Caribbean 2 and 3. The reason why we got credit for both was cuz they were shooting both at the same time and whatever work you did, you know, couldn't actually be separated, you know. And, and it could have gone in both. Skeleton work and stuff. So and there were, there were hundreds of people out there. So it wasn't like, you know, we had won some awesome contract. It was just a film I got to work on and stuff. But Where um, did they do the film? Um, it was out in the Salt Flats. So um, there's a lot. You can actually yeah, see I, it. I think yeah. that was the third third one where they the showed that. The second and third one, Se yeah. Okay. So, yeah, so it was Dead Man's Chest and then At World's End. Or was it At Reverse? But, yeah. So, and then um, I did a little bit of work. What was it? Uh we talked about a Danny Trejo movie earlier. Juarez, um, 2045. Yeah, Juarez 2045. I got to make uh, this really cool android. It had all these, um, you know, uh, uh, 
it, it had these points of articulation that were really cool because it was it was essentially now if if you okay so I built this from the waist up and it sat on this um, on this crate but <laughs> if it were to be full grown it, it would have been like ten feet tall yeah I just yeah, can't only really like, think of Bigfoot yeah. stuff <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry oh, waist <laughs> up Steve waist <laughs> up follow waist the conversation. Up. <laughs> did you see? Did you see the Bigfoot in the in, in the display window outside yeah. when you guys came in? Yeah, he didn't have a penis. Okay. <laughs> did the robot? Did the rope? No, the robot did not. No, I think that's in the contracts with Danny Trejo movies that he has to have the penis in the movie. You know, he has to be the guy. You know, uh, you went there, dude. <laughs> Are oh you guys even going to be able to use any of this? Oh, this is going up. We, Gina, this is going to be the best rated podcast oh Dylan and God. I have well, had I yet to this to date. I really try. Not safe for work or anyone <laughs> else. Listen to this so work. put your headphones on. Yeah, I mean, put your headphones that. on. You should have started. You should have led with that at the beginning. <laughs> we're 41 minutes in. What have we covered? How? <laughs> haven't gotten shit done. How would you describe Utah's film industry? <laughs> wow, Steve. <laughs> wow. Jeez. Like, oh. Next question. <laughs> that was good, then. That so was... I'm going to take that as it's wonderful. Yeah, wonderful. Yeah, that was wonderful. How would you describe Utah's? <laughs> what are you guys trying to fucking do to me? Come on. <sighs> this family film, feature film, family feature <laughs> Feature film family, <laughs> whatever. Have you well, done any Hellstorm? No, I don't know what that is. So, well, maybe I don't know. <laughs> the Hell Family Theater. It's, That's their production company. Oh, I didn't know Hellstorms. That. Now you know. Now I know. I don't know if I did it. <laughs> Those are the Mormon movies. Probably not then. Yeah, I mean, especially <laughs> after this airs, it'll be like, yeah, we're not hiring us for anything, you know. But they're listening. <laughs> That's oh, all. they're totally listening. They're totally listening. And they're going to use some of this stuff. <laughs> they're going to use <laughs> You would be surprised. Unlike what shows you can make. I'm just saying. There's all kinds See, of things. See, this is usually why I have my wife sitting off on the side. She can kind of like, mm-mm, mm-mm. <laughs> <laughs> well, she <laughs> would be shaking her head the You're whole not, conversation yeah. on this. She'd be like, okay, this interview's over. <laughs> not contractually <laughs> obligated to answer that. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I should have said before the Bigfoot. Okay, I want to go from I want to go from what are you doing now? What's the project that you're working on? You started you mentioned it earlier. I before. did. Did you mention it? Ogden? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The <laughs> no. Ogden where we are. Yeah, so um <clears throat> so we're we're starting a Comic-Con for Ogden. Um kind of like what the hell is that? It's a Comic-Con for Ogden. Yeah, it's like uh, should I read It's a Comic-Con for Ogden. How you doing? No. No, but I love, do you, know, you were starting to explain, like, yeah. what drove you to wanting to, to do this. The Comic-Con? So, yeah, like, tell well, us. So we, I get to do, like like you, I get to do a lot of shows, you know, um, like Comic-Cons and stuff like that, because we were on a television show, and people like to meet, you know, the people they've seen on television, right? So um, I bounce around through these Comic-Cons, best time of my life. And I'm sitting on, uh, I sit on a, um, a board that I was uh, appointed to by the city called the, uh, the Ogden Arts uh, uh, Advisory Council, and essentially, or committee, sorry. And what we do is we help um, shine a light on the arts in Ogden. 
and we do things like the 50 uh, sorry uh, the first Friday art stroll stuff like that and at the end of the you know at the end of the meetings we'll go around and we'll talk about some of the things that we are ourselves doing you know, uh, for that coming month and um, and I happened to mention this was like last August I happened to mention I was doing a, a comic-con in August um, called Infinicon and um, they were like you know why you just, you do all these cons you know why don't why don't we have one here and i started thinking well yeah that would be kind of fun if we had a comic con in ogden you know ogden's unique you know it's got its own its own like crazy cultural you know thing you know and so you know i started thinking about it <clears throat> but the city wasn't looking to own the con they just i think i think there was an interest there there was a big interest there you know um so I, I kind of got with them and, and, and kind of partnered up with them in a way. I mean, I fully own the con, but they, they really went out of their way to help us, you know, um, the, the city and the county uh, to establish this thing. And so uh, kind of right there, Ogden Uncon was born, and we branded it Ogden Uncon because the city of Ogden is, their, their brand is Ogden Untamed or still Untamed. And so, you know, we went with Ogden Uncon, Untamed and Unconventional. So we're trying to do, whoop. I just smacked the mic. <laughs> um, we're trying to do things that are unconventional at other cons, but stay within the con, you know, confines. You know, we don't go too crazy, you know, but but we do, you know. So we're looking at guests that are completely unconventional, uh, people who haven't been seen in Utah before. Some, in some cases, our guests have never even been seen at other Comic Cons before. So we're kind of like debuting these. Some of the shows that we're going to be bringing to the to the convention are brand new to Comic-Cons. Um, one show is actually, they were approached by San Diego Comic-Con to, uh, um, <clears throat> to do a, um, a micro uh, version of what they're famous for. And uh, they were gonna put that on uh, in 2019 for San Diego Comic-Con. And I just happened to be on the phone with them when I found out about this. And I was like, you know what? We're right before San Diego because we're scheduled for June uh, 7th through the 9th of 2019. And I was like, why don't you kind of get your feet wet at Archon and then you can take it to San Diego. And I think they bit. I think they bit. And so I'll find out at the end of the month whether we're going to have them here. But it's going to be a really – it's another big coup. And we were – you know, while we were off the air – I told uh, I told you guys about our he, really big. He told guy. us everything. Like yeah, I honestly, my guts. like I know you know all of his past mistakes. Yeah, I know right. everything. Bit worse than Bigfoot. Um, oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> but so that's the kind of thing we're going for. So we're going to be doing things like like shows that aren't necessarily seen at Comic Cons. Um, we have um, <clears throat> we're working with the um, the uh, Chamber Ogden Orchestra to do this really cool. You know. Um, uh, you know, display of this, some of our real famous, uh, some of the more famous, you know, film uh, scores and things like that. Um, we're, uh, there's some, uh, there's a burlesque show we're, we're bringing in. Um, we're, we're trying to import so that we know that, uh, you know, people aren't going to be familiar with the group and stuff. Um, we're, we're doing things like um, putting on workshops. So um, I have some, uh, I, I've announced one, but we have a couple of more uh, face-off people that are going to come in from uh, Sci-Fi's uh, face off who are going to do workshops and actually teach people how they do the makeup stuff so you know uh, people will be able to actually walk around them and see them applying a makeup and ask questions and kind of get in there and oh, get cool. dirty and stuff we're uh, doing a film uh, sorry um, um, uh, 
the literary pitch, uh, pitch fest, where we're, we're having a bunch of um, acquisition editors, um, we're having some publishers, um, trying to think of some literary agents, and some professional authors come in to, uh, to do workshops with uh, local authors who are trying to get published. And the goal of that is to have somebody walk away, at least one person walk away with a contract with one of these publishers so that um, they, can get, they can get published. And uh, so that's one of the things that we're doing. Another one is um, we're working uh, with actors. We were talking about this earlier um, <clears throat> a little bit. Um, we're going to have uh, programs and workshops for actors so that they can, how, how they should um, audition in front of a casting, you know, uh, agent, uh, you know, a professional casting director. And uh, then there'll be a contest at the end where e there'll be three age groups and they'll pick somebody from each one of those age groups to either, you know, be in a, a paid gig of some form, whether it's a commercial television show or, or film production. So, you know, we're really kind of reaching into the arts of Utah and trying to help give those people a leg up while we're entertaining them with celebrity guests and, you know, photo ops and all kinds of cool vendors and things like that. So I just wore myself out. That's sort of. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, so that's Ogden Uncon in a nutshell. It's going to be – we're trying to go all night long. Um, there'll be the gaming room at the, you know, the Eccles Center will be all night long. It'll be 24 – you know, twenty four seven. Do you have like any websites up yet? Yeah, for, we got the website. Or social media for it. We do. We got um, the social media is uh, with, for Facebook. It's just Ogden Uncon. Just look up Ogden Uncon, um, and it's just U N C O N. So Ogden U N C O N, and then our website is ogdenuncon.com. And we're on Instagram as well and Twitter. Twitter's kind of a hard one. It's a hard nut to crack, you know. And we, we keep posting on Twitter. I think we have like 16 followers on there. But we're doing okay in the other ones, uh, the other social media aspects. But, hey, follow us and kind of, you know, see what's coming up next. Every Wednesday, we I had a computer issue today. And so we weren't able to make our, our, our Wednesday announcement. But <clears throat> I'll, I'll actually let you guys know. Um, we were going to announce uh, – Jay uh, Bonensing from uh, he's one of the co-authors of The Walking Dead, um, so uh, he'll be out here. Um, he, he was gonna be he was gonna be a really fun announcement. Uh, I was gonna do up the graphics, but my computer crashed and everything went away. Those so, graphics were uh, so amazing. <laughs> Dude, seriously, they were like the shit. Like they were like the coolest animations I've ever seen. Thank like you. on graphics, I. You guys all missed out because honestly, it really? was pretty incredible. I appreciate that. Thank you. Nobody's gonna top it. Nobody's gonna top. I was gonna have you make it out of chocolate. Is what I was gonna do. The whole graphic. <laughs> Let's not get ridiculous. <laughs> Let's not get ridiculous. <laughs> so, yeah, we're bringing. Um, yeah, so we're bringing Gary Coleman back from the dead. Um, that's cool. <laughs> you know, um, who else? What else are we doing? You know. <laughs> Gary Coleman. I don't know where that came from. Yeah, it was sort of like I had this I mean, flash you of different stress in my head. This flash of different Wait, and he's looking at me. So he's looking at me <laughs> while thinking funny. of different strokes oh, and Gary no, Coleman. No. First thing it flashed. What you talking my about, Russ? Was, was what you talking about? <laughs> what the hell was the father's name or the uh, Mr. Mr. Drummond? Yeah, Mr. Drummond's head popped. I mean, his face popped into my head, <laughs> and then it was like Gary Coleman. I'm like, oh well, he's dead. We can't have him at this. Well, we'll just resurrect him. It was this chain of thoughts that went through my head. Anyway, Gary Coleman will be here. Yeah, it'll be great. Yeah. Well, 
the well-endowed Bigfoot be there? Um, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna staple that right outside of the Echo Center. That ought to get me invited back to uh, <laughs> for a second. Thanks for co-mingling the two businesses. I appreciate that. These are separate companies, <laughs> separate entities, <laughs> separate entities. There are no Bigfoot involved in the making of Ogden. <laughs> Right. Thanks, Steve. <laughs> wink, wink. Wink, wink, nod, nod. Nod, nod. You have mentioned the Jim there. Henson show and uh, Face Off, which you worked on on the Sci-Fi Channel. Mm -hmm. Do you, you want to share any of those experiences? We, we, kinda, <laughs> did we, we touched on a lot of that stuff off the off The, 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 the pre-interview. Yeah, the pre-interview. <laughs> It kind of be nice. Or to what can you that. talk about? Or what can I think we at this point we pretty much talk about everything. Um, would, would you do it again? Or was it the experience that you thought it would be? No, it absolutely was not the experience I thought. And I how did they find you? They. It was weird. We did this weird call out. Um, it was. It was. There was a whole story on how I even got even the information, but. <clears throat> It was uh, it was called the Untitled Creature Show because they weren't releasing the the title to the public, and so everyone who was applying just knew that it was a creature show. We didn't even know what channel it was going to be on. It looked I, I got to be honest, it looked like it looked like like some kind of chain mail or something, you know. That was it didn't look like it was on the up and up. So it ended up in my um, in my you know. Hey you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was like so. It ended up in my junk folder, and I didn't look at it for months. And then I guess my uh, my, my my basement flooded. You're killing me, man! You're, <laughs> Your kill junk me. folder. Oh. I'm just saying, like, seriously. oh, he's like, oh <laughs> god, <laughs> he's still on Bigfoot <laughs> with the junk folder. I got my junk folder. Spam might have been just as dirty. I don't know. <laughs> you know. <laughs> so it came in some generic looking folder. Well, no, no, it was just, a, it was really suspect looking. And so I think it ended up in my spam folder. Yeah. <laughs> I so, got a virus. I got a virus. <laughs> but my basement was flooded, so I had nothing to do but read old e emails. That was how I was entertaining myself. So I read it, and I was like, oh, okay. And I submitted, you know, and it was just like, it was dumb luck because they were only doing another week before they cut off, you know, before the deadline. And then I called a buddy of mine because part of it was in, I don't know if you had to do this because you guys were kind of like the stars of your show, but um, did you guys have to do like an audition tape or anything like that? Um, yeah, they well they created more like a demo tape of just kind of what the show could be. Oh, okay. <laughs> the show was nothing like the demo <laughs> tape. <laughs> like, like, I mean, I was nice in the in the yeah, demo tape. Was, I was nice we're and always polite. Always on our best behavior. And, and Steve got along with people. <laughs> I was. You know, comforting little kids in their sorrow and like oh, all kinds of stuff. With chocolate, yeah, it's, yeah, I can see that. You know, so um, you had to do an audition tape. Yeah, so I called him, but you might know him, Dave Adamick. I don't know if you. Uh, he 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 does a lot of sound and stuff. He's um, he also rents out a lot of camera equipment in Utah. Um, he's he, he's really kind of into the into the film scene, and he um. I, I call Dave whenever I got some crazy project because Dave thinks everything is great. And he's like, so he's so much fun to have on there. And, and so we, 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 we kind of had a date and we were going to shoot that day. And so we're setting up the old studio for this shoot. And I didn't think about any kind of questions that I might have to ask, but Dave thought about all of these things, you know, and he thought about things to ask me that I would have, that I just take for granted is just being weird brusisms, you know, I you know, 
I don't think they're interesting. Like, for instance, I'm a colorblind special effects artist. Dave's like, they're going to love that. And I'm like, what? Why? And so I'm answering these questions. His characters Dave... are a lot of hue of reds and greens. <laughs> and the, they're all the same. <laughs> the reds I can't see. So some of the creatures I've made, if it wasn't for my wife, he's like, why does the lion look like it got bitch slapped? Because <laughs> it's got these red <laughs> cheeks. I'm like, it's brown. It's not brown. It's red. It's bright fucking red. All right, well, I'll go I'll go fix it. <laughs> you know, but Can you tell me? Point... Which paint would be brown? <laughs> well, yeah. Well, you know, and that pisses me off because if you think about it, like brown, I always thought brown was brown, but no, there's like green brown and red brown. And, and so I was using like this really red brown to, 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 to spray paint the cheeks of this lion. Hey, I want you well, rouge, you didn't see brown in the early lion. days because of the, the hose. Really? Yeah. Yeah. It was like, yeah. Your, your brown study was. I really, it kind of like blew up and yeah, yeah. I was like, well, it was more of a green hue to that. <laughs> You know how kids' diapers get. Um, <clears throat> but uh, <laughs> it was for, of course, the mother gets the, the, the solid stuff, and it's always the father that ends up with the Hershey squirts. Sorry. I meant, you know, I made a chocolate <laughs> joke. Um, so <laughs> we'll just call him mud butt. Um, you know, but so it's the dad that gets stuck with that stuff. But, you know, um, and so Dave was had this list of questions, and we were just having a blast. We're like, we're right now. This video was just hilarious, and so it had all kinds of outtakes in it and stuff like that. And you know, he was asking me, you know, if you know, if one of my icons was a was a judge, what would I do? And I was talking about beating the shit out of judges, and you know, and it was just, I was like, I'm never gonna get this goddamn gig because this fucking video is just ridiculous. And lo and behold, I was like, they pulled me out of like, it was like roughly a thousand people that had applied and they pulled me out for the first 40 and then flew us to LA to do this competition with each other. And then somehow I made it into the top 10 and, um, I make jokes cause there was this one poor bastard. He kept saying that, uh, he was number third. He was number 11. Like I was number 11 on the show and all of us are kind of getting sick and tired of hearing this motherfucker. You weren't on the show. I was the alternate. I was number 11. They told 39 other poor <laughs> bastards, you know, or I'm sorry. Yeah. There was like maybe 30 other poor bastards that they were number 11. And it was like you, you evil bastards, you know? So this guy literally, he took them seriously and he would be on Facebook talking about how he was like number 11. I would always be in the background saying I was number 12. <laughs> I was number 12. They specifically told me I was number 12 twice. Twice. I, re I remember them telling me that. <laughs> <laughs> so whatever, he would bring it up. I felt sorry because I, I was the jackass that burst his bubble. Like, dude, they told everybody that. You know how many number 11s I've met? <laughs> really? <laughs> Hopefully he didn't off himself or something. That would suck. <laughs> but, you know. Google research <laughs> on November 11th. <laughs> oh my god but it was weird because that while we were in la you know whittling down from that 40 it was uh you were like you couldn't talk to anybody and if they ever mentioned you by name it was only by your first and last initials you know and um like if you got caught talking to anyone else that was also as a you know there as a contestant you were out, and they were serious because there were some people there that did. And number eleven, I happen to remember, you know, he wouldn't shut up. He was always on his cell phone, and you weren't supposed to know anything about anybody else on the show, right? Because, you know, there was there was something that happened on Face Off. I'll get into that in a second. That had created this new rule on Sci-Fi, apparently, where they didn't want people who didn't get accepted to know how to contact those that did until it was like well after the fact. 
you know, and that way they had either forgotten or whatever. And um, and this guy just we knew we knew his girlfriend's name, what city he lived in, um, his name, uh, and the fact that he couldn't follow directions to save his fucking life. Because they would take us to, like, we were there for a week. And we were set up in these really cool suites where we had, uh, like, a kitchen and everything. And so they were telling us, listen, we're giving you $60 to buy food for the week. Don't buy anything besides food, right? Their pans, their pots, all that stuff is in the hotel, right? And this asshole buys alcohol. They specifically said don't buy alcohol. He buys um, he buys a, a colander. And well, they meant nobody that was like between number ten and down, um, but eleven could. But eleven could. He was the exception because he knew that he was going to be was number the eleven. But you know, they, you you don't, you've been to Target, right? Everyone is individually shopping, comes through, stands in that ridiculous line, and then we're waiting for Jackass to come through the damn line with his wine because he's got to have wine with him with every meal. It's like you douchebag and then he's and then he's got his colander which has to go back because you've got pots and pans you dumb fuck you know he's got the only thing he got right was the pasta that he had bought and and then there were some toys that were questionable why the fuck are you buying those you know are they souvenirs for your kid back home or are you doing some creepy shit in the shower that we should know about right and and so you know it was like dude fucking what you just buy with it fuck do what the fuck you're told the only thing that made me happy was there was a starbucks in the target and so take as long as you want jackass this i'm gonna empty this starbucks you know i'm gonna i'm gonna go to town but yeah so we get back to the hotel and then they would take your room keys so if you left the door would shut behind you and if you were wandering the halls pretty good chance you were going home you're gonna be caught you know and I had actually met Tina. Um, she was the one I had the altercation with in the first two episodes. Um, she that, that was, was rough. <laughs> yeah. And I, I kind of learned some, you know, you don't help people out in real, if someone's stranded and they're kind of like, and you know that they could really use a helping hand, fuck them, scrape them off because I didn't do that. And Tina ended up on the show. No, you put you the know? oxygen mask on yourself first. And, and then, then the you kid. take, the kids and use it yourself as well. You may need to. You may, yeah. Just you got two nostrils yeah. and you need two masks. <laughs> no, because I helped Tina out. She was missing some sculpting tools and I had some extras. And I, I remember turned around and I handed them to her. Had I not handed them to her, I might not have had to deal with that crazy bitch on the show. You know, <laughs> but you know, so whatever. And then I argued in defense of her. Like she had, we were doing a foam fabrication project and a sculpture. And those were the two things that you had to do to impress the judges. <clears throat> Tina, it was actually kind of a cool idea. She had combined the sculpture and the foam fabrication project into one project. And they were trying to say, no, no, you had to do two separate ones. But there was nothing in writing. And so I turned into lawyer. I'm like, listen, you didn't really say that there was two separate, you know. And so they okayed it, you know. And, I'm, and then I was on the show. I was like, you stupid motherfucker. Don't stick for me. <laughs> don't help anybody you just in the let them go down in that's flames. right if you see somebody being attacked by wolves just keep going you know because it'll always bite you in the ass so that's my new philosophy don't <laughs> help anybody <laughs> don't help anybody but um yeah so we went through that process and then it took them like two months to finally get back to us and tell us that we we're you know that we were on and then it was freaking insane from there but that's that was the long and drawn out version yeah. of you know how we got picked but, you know, just all kinds of crazy. We were talking about some crazy shit that happened on the both of our shows. So earlier, 
That might be fun. Nothing <laughs> ever really happened on my show. It was oh, pretty yeah. boring. I mean, it was yeah. pretty. Yeah. Pretty <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Did no, you have a favorite project? On I there? did like the Minotaur because it was like the first time I wasn't saddled with um, with a partner who was you know inept, and you know for whatever reason you know, um, and I was able to show what I could actually do on my own. Um, and then luckily every partner I had after that was, 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 you know, either better than me or equal to, and, you know, cause Tina was sort of like, it wasn't, she was, she didn't have any talent. She was just so scatterbrained, you know, it was hard to get her to focus. Yeah. We were talking about an individual earlier that was hard to get her to focus. <laughs> you know, no, don't you do it. <laughs> don't you do it. Steve, don't do it. They um, no longer work at our chocolate shop. I know. And, and that's a good thing. After that one episode. <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> oh, my God. Could have been many people. It could have been. It could have been. Yeah, it could have been lots of people. Um, All you have to do is blow up a fucking balloon <laughs> and dip it in chocolate. And then... The whole cho- The whole balloon? Yeah. Just the whole balloon. Go deep. <laughs> it didn't go very deep. And... <laughs> And it popped. And it popped. <laughs> <sighs> Damn balloons, you know. Crazy balloons. That's a great mm-hmm. sentence to hear out of context. <laughs> <laughs> and it popped. <laughs> it didn't go very far. <laughs> and it, it describes popped. the character completely, too. <laughs> you know? <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, so um, would you do it all again in hindsight? You know what I said when I was on the show? I'm never fucking doing this shit again. But we actually submitted some stuff to Face Off, um, trying to get them to do a Henson, um, you know, uh, you know, Face Off kind of where one of we were mechanizing makeups and stuff like that, um, and they never really kind of got back to us. And I wasn't really surprised because we had some douchebag pr- producers that when we were on the show, they were so. They were they had a chip on their shoulder about face off. Like, <clears throat> I wrote a book about this. It's called Surviving Reality. This is not that show. And the reason why it's this is not that show is because of this British douchebag that I'm about to talk about. He he was so um, what's the word intimidated by face off that um, that if you even brought up the name on the show, he would lose his shit. So that was. This was a brand new show. We didn't know how the judging was going to take place. We didn't know how the episodes were going to go. And so you would ask, you know, hey, listen, you know, is this going to be how they like how they do it on Face Off? We're going to do this, this, and this. This is not that show. This fucking squeaky little <laughs> British motherfucker. You just wanted to hit him in his tiny. He's like looking at me as he says this. And, I was and, not and even, like, I'm I was standing, looking at the and his height was pretty much like my height. So oh, it's I'm a little, a little person producer. You're an evil man. You're an evil, evil Nigel. man. And, <laughs> Steve, Nigel. you're just trying to keep, keep, uh, create drama for the I know, show. Yes, I know. You, you reality show puke. All right. <laughs> <laughs> so, so he would get bitchy about that stuff, and you know, and. It was like a joke on the show. Every time he turned his back, this is not that show. This is not that show. That's we just hiss it behind his back. It was he was such a pain in the ass. So I mean, the the fun there was a lot of fun that could have been had that was taken out of it because of that. You know, um, I've got you know the, he he was one of those producers. My dick is so small that uh, you know I'm inferior to everybody, so I have to be the biggest prick in the world. You know, so, sort of stuff. 
That was he didn't you, look Rob. at me for that um, one. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> okay, so here was my experience. So my experience filming something in Utah, I was completely oblivious to how amazing our, our TV and film crews are in Utah. Mm-hmm. Like there's hundreds and thousands and thousands of people that are employed by the state that are doing sound. Like, you know, m- most of the sound people were local people that were hired to do the show. Um, there was cameramen. Um, there was like all kinds of stuff. And there was, but what was amazing to me was that they were just how much of the state's economy yeah. is actually like, you know, benefited by having these films or yeah. different things in Utah. There's some really great ones. Like I said, Dave Adamick, I keep bringing him up, but he, he was always my go to guy for sound. And now I know he does other things, you know, besides, I know he has all these kind of, all these red cameras that he rents out and stuff. And, you know, but Dave will always be my go-to guy because I've worked with him so many times that, you know, but. Okay. I just kind of popped up like all these great things. On the other hand, there's a lot of these people that are like sharks out there that are like just after like the poor saps that want to fund a sizzle reel yeah. and they're going to pay hundreds of thousands of dollars because this is going to be their retirement. Yeah. And I'm going to create this reality show. Exactly. And, and you know, that's what I, I, you have people that just spend their whole lives trying to be on a reality show. The executives that actually produce and make reality shows hear thousands and thousands of show ideas every day. And, um, you're just going to be damn lucky if you ever get on one. And it's kind of like you just enjoy it and white ride the wave. Yeah. But that's really. what I kind of thought. Yeah, and, and to be honest, like, and I was making jokes about being on a reality show, but that's it. You've got literally 15 minutes of fame. You can you just ride the wave however long you can. I was, like, I've been lucky to be able to, to keep it going for four years when that wasn't the case for a lot of people, you know. Um, either they went and they kind of disappeared into the background because they were actually, you know, working on, on more movies and stuff or, you know, you know, you just got to, you, you kind of handed something that they don't really teach you. I don't know if they even helped you guys. Like for us, we had this national platform, you know, and we, there was so much we could have done with it. There was so much they could have done. The network could have done with it that they just didn't give a damn, you know? And so you're handed a national platform. You have no idea how to use it. And so, you know, you're looking to others who have failed and, you know, that you can learn from how they failed or whatever and how those other ones, you know, you know, um, made it. But the important part is trying to help each other in, in the reality world because, you know, um, but when I see you, you are what you get. Like, and, and I think that there's some people that put on this whole persona of trying to create a character and it's such bullshit. Like I actually think at some point you just have to be you and like it, it comes out. I think, I think if you're on a reality show long enough, you know, you can you can hide, especially if it's, it's if, especially if you have like eleven episodes. Yeah, ouch. <laughs> <laughs> he had to like he had to hit me with more episodes, <laughs> jackass. <laughs> um, so, and and you guys, did you guys get to go home at you guys? I mean, because it was it was like yeah, we I would go home and sleep at yeah. night, and um, you know, and then the next day. But yeah. but the hard thing for for us at, at chocolate shop is everybody that came into the shop would have to sign a waiver, yeah. um, you know, that they could be on camera. And that was really hard for us because they would have people at the doors and it was hard for me to see a mom that was just trying to come in really quick to grab an ice cream cone and then didn't want to take the time to sign something or maybe didn't appreciate it. Yeah. That, it that was hard for me. Yeah. But 
But I mean, I could go sleep. I, the things that we created were really amazing, crazy ass projects that I may never be blessed to make again. Yeah. But I mean, but those kind of things were incredible. Because you, you have somebody else's money you can actually create them with. And when you, you know, like, because some of the, the materials that we used were kind of sparse on the show, believe it or not. But there was so much of it. Like, we went through cans of, like, you know, uh, barge cement. Like, that stuff's like 50 bucks a can, you know? And we were going through it like crazy. And, and, and like, you know, 70, uh, 79 spray, you know, that stuff's 25 bucks a can. And we're, we're using hundreds of these cans. It was ridiculous. Food grade you know? silicone. Yeah, exactly. 300 bucks for five gallons. It's awesome. Hundreds of gallons. <laughs> <laughs> and it is. It's like, oh, my God. You know, I get to play with somebody else's, you know, money. But um, but for us, we weren't allowed to – we were living it every minute. So the second we would leave the shop, which would be late at night, we'd get in there first thing in the morning. We'd leave real late at night. And you were playing the game the entire time. And then you went home. And even though they weren't shooting at the house, the bullshit was still there. You know, the little divides, you know, where, you know, there was cliques that started to form and stuff. And, you know, and sometimes you, you were, you're roomating with one of the, you know, other clique members or whatever, and it made it difficult. You know, uh, my roommate was, he ended up leaving the show, um, voluntarily. I'm using, yeah. So voluntarily, but he was a pain in the ass. Like his strategy was to, uh, keep me up all night, you know, just to keep talking all night. And finally, I was like, I had to threaten his ass with physical violence. If he didn't shut the fuck up, you know, I was going to get to sleep one way or another, you know? And, you know, and he was just lying constantly. Like he had told us, you know, that there was these, you know, that the, the producers had told him that they had been following all of his life. And this was, you know, this, this whole thing was a masquerade <laughs> so he could win. And, and he's telling all of us that he was completely in love with one of the other, you know, the, the female uh, cast members and would wait outside her door for her to come around, you know? And it was like, oh my God, there was no escaping the bullshit. You couldn't go home and decompress, you know? So I think in those particular cases, you know, you whether you are playing a part or not, your, your real self is gonna start to come out, you know? Because we had like, you know, Ben tried to be like, you know, he was just trying to be this good natured, blah, blah, blah. By the end, everybody saw him for the asshole narcissist that he was. You know, I think everybody saw me for being an, an asshole. I don't think that, that was the case. You were entertaining as hell. Like, I mean, I, I, I remember watching the show yeah. and you guys would crack me up all the time with the banter and shit, you know? So whatever was going on was working. I didn't see you as an asshole because, I mean, you weren't, like, threatening people or being... I would keep Kate up all night long, and I would just sit and talk, and I would just tell her that that film crew was there following me my whole life. And oh, yeah, yeah. Said, and they were, yeah, and they were just, like, you know, they, they, yeah, they were waiting They were waiting to make and, you a star. And yeah. Were yeah, they nasty? And she, cra she cracked yeah, no. under the pressure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. They weren't. But, oh, my God. But, yeah, just that shit. It'll start, it'll start to come out. You know, your crazy, you know, quirks will start to, like, there were, there were times where, you know, I would, I got a little, I, I, I became a bit of an asshole. I hadn't slept in days. None of us had, you know, and we were doing this dark light challenge, and they made me put on these fucking, they, they had these velvet suits that we had to put on. I don't know if you guys saw the episode, but we were in these black, we looked like mobsters, Except for one thing, 
The suit would have been okay because you had that you're you're rocking the mobster thing, but they made you put on these fucking socks with these tiny little holes for your toes, right? And so like they were like they were like mittens for your feet, which kind of made me feel less of a man. You know, I was like, and I, I remember it's like, you know, I'm not wearing this shit. You know, yeah. I'm coming out in my socks. Rush, you can't come out in your socks. You might slip and fall. These fuckers are velvet. You know, like, I'm not going to slip and fall. Is it? I remember arguing about stupid shit like that. And so, yeah, like, my bullshit meter was pegged and little parts of my personality, the darker side in Rust mode was starting to come out. But, <clears throat> and then there's the editing. You, you can't trust their editors, you know, so... Or you can. Or you Ours can. Ours were amazing. Yeah. <laughs> no, actually, I told you. I've got a future project with those same editors. <laughs> I have to be They're nice. They're amazing. <laughs> no, well, actually, what I said, you know, before, our show was completely different than yours. But um, they, So a lot of it wasn't word for word, um, but there were steps of projects that we were making, and we would have to repeat, you know, just a certain series of how to add the chocolate or technical things of how to make... But a lot of the show is just us talking. And in the kitchen, that's yeah. pretty entertaining. Yeah. But, I mean, they would just let us talk and just let us go and go. And, I'm, I mean, okay, Kate rolling her eyes at me would be accurate because she's probably heard every story I've had to say. But, like, maybe Scott hadn't, our, our chef or our cook. And so, like, of course I had to tell these same stories. But, like, yeah. you know, so a lot of the bantering was just – was just us being us, and it was a little. We were had a little more luxury that way. Yeah, and 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 you guys like had some control, like show control, where yeah. we were at everyone's mercy. It was you know, and the same thing with the guys from Face Off. I'm not even gonna joke. They're they they're in the same situation. Only their producers aren't the type, same type of you know. They're not assholes. Ours were. I mean, they came from Project Runway. They were they were all about forming drama that didn't need to be there because there's enough work drama. Like you were saying in the kitchen, the crazy shit happens in the kitchen, you know? Well, and so, I know some people that have done TV shows and they've had the sound on for everything. I, I learned really quickly. As soon as I got a personal phone call, my, my microphone was unplugged. If I needed to go to the bathroom, yeah. I peed without my microphone on. Um, you know, but just certain things like that where some people actually, they don't get that luxury. Like, yeah. so the mic's following them 24 hours a day. And so I was a little lucky. Like, yeah, like we were talking earlier with uh, the certain female cast members of my show um, having their own mud butt episode, fully <laughs> mic'd up and having well, people uh, laughing. <laughs> Russ, I take a little while in the bathroom. And so I'm not really sure I want the noise from that to be repeated. So, like, you know, but you we know can, so like, I'm you just can saying. You turn off your mic. They literally, it was a chime that they had on their, they would have a cell phone and it would do this little chime and it would, it would turn off. The chime would turn off the microphone. There was no switch that we could use. You couldn't take the batteries out. It was sealed. It was like, there was no fucking, it was like having an ankle bracelet. You know, you were not getting out. You were working with professionals. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. The builds, what were the experiences with, you know, the builds? Builds were legit. Like, everyone, like, I'll have some people ask me sometimes, so did you really only have that much time? And hell yes. And even less than what the viewer got to see because, you know, they would say, you've got three days to build this. But between interviews and stuff, we were running about 10 hours a day. And so after that, 
you know, you had two hours of, you know, in the middle, you had like two hours worth of interview time and stuff like that that you had to deal with. So you would, uh, you know, you were under the pressure, but you only got 30 hours out of that three days. And there was, there was those of us on, on the show would have given up sleep without even questioning to, to continue to work on a project. Um, but yeah, those were all legit and we were, we were always feeling the pressure. Um, but even then, you know, most of us followed the, uh, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to give away the, the, the plot, you know, the whole thing of my book, but most of us followed the rules and some of them left campus to do things on their own. How can we so, buy your book? Oh God, that would be the publisher. Hold on a second. I think we're going to release it. You know, the hardback, uh, we just did a limited edition on the hardback for pre-sale and those are all here at the shop. If you wanted to buy a copy and you were like down in the area, I would just, you know, I would totally just do that. Um, but I think we're going to come out with a paperback in October, but you know, in the meantime, I've got so many damn hardbacks that we've got to <laughs> sign and number and send out. You know, I know we'll have some extras. Can they um, order that through your website? Oh yeah, they could. Yeah, they could just get a hold of us through Facebook and stuff, and we would totally, totally do that. But um, and they're like, you know, uh, so the hardback is like thirty dollars, but we're gonna have the paperback is gonna be more, you know, in the nineteen dollar range when it comes out in October. So, um, but I mean, you know, it's 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 a lot of. <sighs> You know, I do a lot of bitching in the book, um, mainly about stuff that people would never know otherwise. You know, like, you know, producers being okay with cheating on camera when the rest of us were like being legit. And it was like, you know, when I left that night, that was why I left was because somebody was cheating on camera was that we have this group called Challenge and Challenge controls the, uh, the challenge, right? It's the challenge department. And they had everyone from Challenge um, babysitting this goddamn guy because he kept doing shit that he wasn't supposed to be doing off camera. And they were yelling at him, screaming at him. It went on for hours. And then he went from having no creature at all to having a fully fleshed out creature. And he should have been kicked off the show. And I led the charge against him. Producers thought, you know, well, you know, we'll just get rid of Russ, get rid of the problem. It wasn't the case because all of us talked about this guy's, you know. And then same guy comes back later with even bigger reveal that 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 may be the reason why there was no season two, you know. So I mean, you know, it's <clears throat> it sucks because everyone on the show minus one or two dipshits um, worked our asses off to make it something that was going to be was going to be fun and was going to be, you know. Um, it was going to be long lasting. It was going to survive past us, you know, and because the bills were inspiring. He created yeah. Skeksy, yeah, from Dark Crystal, you know. It only had I think two days to build that thing, and then what was it? The real Skeksis um, for the Dark Crystal were um, were puppeted by like twelve people, and we we only had two people in the suit. Me running the animatronics off the side, and another person. There was four of us that could puppet it, you know, and. They, you know, the ones for the movie had like 12 people in there all doing choreographed stuff to bring these things to life. And we had four people. And even then, to have like Brian Henson and, you know, Kirk Thatcher and stuff say, oh, my God, that's a that's a Skeksis, you know, and, you know, pat you on the back because they would be dicks on the screen. And then the cameras would go off and be like, I can't fucking believe you guys pulled that off. And we're like, could you not have said that on camera? 
You know, I mean, you just lit me up in front of the nation, and now you're telling me, oh, my God, I can't believe you pulled that off, you know? Because know what the masters um, that would come into the show, like Peter Brooks, um, uh, or sorry, Peter Brook and um, John Cresswell and Julie uh, Zobel, they they were like, they were certain this was going to fail. They were like, the challenges you guys are giving them are impossible for anyone to do, you know? And then... They were they were they were our biggest cheering section, because they'd pull us aside almost regularly. I can't fucking believe you guys are making this work. We we were we we thought for sure that this wasn't going to happen. That there was no way you could finish a project in this amount of time, using what we'd given you. And every time we would do it every week. And you know, and I gotta I gotta be honest, it was fear driving you. You were terrified to fail in front of you know, what you knew was a nest of vipers that that come out, the trolls that come out, and they. You know, they latch on and they'll just eviscerate you, you know, and um, believe we didn't have as many trolls as I thought we were going to have. And, you know, and every year, every every episode, they were cheering us on. So it was it was awesome. I mean, you know, it just, you know, some of the stuff, I think they would have had more fun with the episodes if they would have just aired more of the builds. Yeah. You know, but I like the, the heads, the talking yeah. heads. And they kind of ripped into yours a little bit, but I thought it was one of the best ones. Yeah, I think out of that crop, they it was surprising that they ripped it into me because I hair punched it, which off camera they were blown away by because every one of those hairs were put in one at a time with a needle. And and then I mounted the horns right. I mean, they were talking to Jake. His horns were all flopping around and stuff. Mine were mounted right. The only thing I had going against me was the fact I was thinking Minotaur and, you know, it was a, it was a mythical creature, but I didn't realize what they wanted. And this was a, this came to bite me a lot of times on the show was they would be I would be thinking one thing about the challenge, and then they were thinking whimsical, you know. So is it? And then that's that's a hard place for you because yeah. it's just an interpretation. It is. And whose is right? You're, they're both right. Yeah. And so or the judges are right. You know. Yeah. You know, but like the camouflage challenge, they sent a military guy home on a camouflage challenge, you know, and I, I, I still to that day, I, I, to this day, I laugh my ass off about that, you know, and people see that creature kicking around, you know, when they come to visit the shop and stuff and they're like, what the hell was with the lighting or whatever? I'm like, well, I couldn't tell, but you know, they were like, yeah, it doesn't look anything like on the screen. And I'm like, well, you know, they're going to do what they're going to do. But you know, one minute I'm being told it blended in perfectly. The next minute I'm being told, oh, it's monochromatic. Oh, it doesn't blend in with its environment. And oh, and then I get I get shit for not having legs. Well, Bobby's creature didn't have a body, legs. It had one hand and a head. I'm like, how the hell are you giving me shit about that? Uh, what was it? Melissa's creature that won that episode, and it was a really cool creature, had no feet, no legs, no arms, just a body without a neck and a head, you know, it was, and then everyone's creature was, was lacking in some way, but I'm the one I got torn apart for not having legs because you couldn't see them in the grass. It was behind the grass. It was pointless to make them. And I feel like if waste, I'd have made waste them. Waste up, Steve. Waste yeah. up. Exactly. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> Where do you see yourself five years from now? Where five years from be? now? I want to be in porn. I, I <laughs> <laughs> No, so I. Uh, you're gonna waiting for that. Yeah, you know? I was. I've been waiting for that. I tucked that one away for a little bit. Uh, <laughs> I just bet if you brought no, Bigfoot no. back, I mean, yeah, I really I think that you bear, have a show. And then you hear the grass rustling. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
Um, that is your in. What is it? I, I hope I, I'm hoping that Ogden Uncon is is so much fun that I can just do that full time. You know, as opposed to running the studio, it would be nice to continue to do special effects. But you know, the market is really flooded with artists right now, and you know, um, it's sort of like it's it's always been a bit of a um, like feast or famine with that. But the con is is so much fun. If anybody's ever been to a comic con, I mean, they're just endless amounts of fun. If they're if they're done right, everyone walks away smiling, you know. And that's what I want to do. I want to, you know, I want to keep the show going. So every year, they're like, "What the fuck are they going to come up with next?" You know. But yeah, that's what I'm hoping. Five years from now, we'll have ten thousand people. It'll be like, you know, there won't be a building big enough in Ogden to contain. <laughs> No, there will be. You'll create it. I hope so. That'll be nice. Hopefully I have that kind of money. <laughs> I have no doubt. I appreciate that. Thanks, Ben. Should we do the bonus question, Steve? I'm leaving it up to you. The bonus question. <laughs> There's no I agenda mean, behind that. Honestly, <laughs> this has been a bonus podcast. It's all been pretty good. Yeah. Oh, my God. You guys are going to be like, oh, fuck, we can't air this. <laughs> Russ, we need to redo this. <laughs> we just no, need, we, we need, we need to, to sign some of these forms. <laughs> Is the basement open? <laughs> you were on Jim Henson's show, and mm-hmm. um, I think that show kind of in, inspired me to add this question. Oh, Your dear. favorite Muppet Oh, you're going to do that anyway. Yeah. Oh, my God. Oh my god! Oh my god! I gotta be nice, so I gotta pick one. Oh my god! I don't have a favorite Muppet. I, I mean, I will say I was just at a Comic Con in um, in February. Hold on, was it February? Yeah, it was. Um, it was uh, Lubbock, uh, Lubbock, Lubbockon, and it was in Lubbock, Texas. And I had I was on the stage, and somebody asked me, you know, who my favorite Muppet was. And I was like, I went off on a tirade. And then all of a sudden, I was judging a cosplay contest on that same stage where these two yip yips came up on the stage. And they were, it was such a simple costume, ridiculously simple. But the, 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 the two inside the costume had done such a great job bringing them to life. I was like, yeah, they're my favorites. And so I gave them, you know, Judge's Choice Award, you know. And they came up and hugged me and stuff. And it was like, you know, and of course that ended up online. That'll never come off. You know, I was like, you can't wash the yip yip off me. But uh, <laughs> so I'll go with the yip yips for now. But uh, I don't know. You know what? If, if we get to include like Sesame Street. Yeah, it's Sesame Street. Anything they created. So I really like, like Mr. Snuffleupagus. That was a cool creature. Yeah. You know, to have, you know, like something that of a, you know, uh, you know, mammoth kind of creature. Plus his big dopey kind of like, <laughs> I love that. Yeah, I would have to say he was the he was the one. Otherwise, it would be the Gremlins. Did the Henson <laughs> folks do those? I don't know. I don't oh, think okay. so. But Kirk Thatcher, he worked on it. He was from the okay. Henson show. He was one of the judges. But but yeah, they were the best Muppets ever. <laughs> Sorry, I had to do it. And then. If there was to be a film of your life, who would oh, you shit. choose to play you? Who would well, that poor <laughs> bastard? Well, I guess it would be Charlie Hoonan because he's the only one that's sexy enough to pull it off. You know, I, I don't, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> They'd probably stick me with Ron Perlman or something, and 
Yeah, that would be but bad. You <laughs> wanted it in on porn. Yeah, it was. Yeah, so like, yeah. So that would be the theme song of, of it. You know, I don't know. The Muppet creature. That's a good question. Because you you wonder of how many people have movies made of their lives, right? Yeah. If they would have chosen those people, because at first, like, do you guys ever see Interview with a Vampire? Yeah. yeah. Like, I used to read those books when I was younger, right? And Anne Rice, even herself, was like, no fucking way Tom Cruise is no. playing Lestat. <laughs> but the man pulled it off. Yeah. But even in her head, she's like, no, this is not, you know, I, I think she had, um, what was it? What was his name um, from uh, Blade Runner? Uh, he was, um, oh my God, R- Rugger Hauer. I think she had him in mind when she wrote Lestat. I think, if I remember correctly. That would have so, made it a completely different... It really would world. have. So, I mean, like, you think about, like, all these, you know, movies, you know, would you would you have had that person play you or something? Like, uh, there's another... Just True Grit. I know that's not a, it's not a real, you know, but, like, picturing, you know, um, uh, 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 John Wayne and then, you know... Oh, my God. Now, this damn name has fallen out of my head. It could have been Ronald Reagan. No, it wasn't Ronald Reagan. <laughs> no, the guy who played him just in the, in, in the remake. Oh, my oh, God. Uh, Jeff Bridges. Yes, Jeff Bridges. Would you ever think of those two? No. Yeah, in the same, the in same, the same character. character. Yeah. So, I mean, but they brought their own to it, and, they, and you loved it, or you hated it one way or yeah. the other. I think it's a good question because I don't know who the hell I'd pick, and I'm sure if they'd cast somebody, it would be the wrong person. <laughs> but they would probably pull it off. Yeah. I don't know. Robin Williams. They're gonna have to resurrect his ass for that. You know, saddest day in American history. Yeah. Well, second saddest. <laughs> but yeah, I was actually. You know, it's a funny thing. I was watching Birdcage uh, the night before. Uh, the next morning, I had heard that Robin Williams had passed. Oh, wow. I was like, because Birdcage is like, yeah. like one of my all-time favorite movies. It's great. Funny as hell. And uh, yeah, that, that was sad. Ugh. Okay, what other kind of horrible Well, on happy questions? notes. No, those are the yeah. two bonus questions. Those were the two bonus questions yeah. that were slightly painful. Slightly. Yeah. I'm going to have to. You did good. Did I? Okay, you guys are probably going to change my answers anyway. <laughs> you're going to go back and edit in. It's going to be gonna like, edit in. Who 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 do you want to play you in, in in your life story? And you're going to go back to Tom Cruise, Bigfoot penis. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! Yeah, Mr. Henderson. <laughs> oh my god! Thank you, Russ, for coming on. No problem. This has been fun. And we've been planning this for how long? You yeah. know. And it's always been Russ is moving from one. And I was like, oh, my God, I would so much rather be doing a podcast right now. <laughs> it just, Yeah, it was like months, and they kept moving it and moving it. That was the one crazy thing about putting the con together was, was the location. You know, it took a long time for things to get moving, and our first location fell through. And right, right as we were packing up, ready to move in, it fell through. And then we were rushing in here to get this space, which is – it's going to be fun in its own way, but um, – you know, that first base was our first choice, you know, and so now everything has to compare to the first choice. So, yeah. you know, yeah. But like, I believe that things happen for reasons and you're, you're where you're supposed to be. I hope so. And I hope that's up because the building is going to fall down on me. You know, no, you have the zombie like door. The zombie door. Zombie door is not going to help us from the, tr- uh, the tremors coming through the, you know, the graboids coming through the walls yeah. that are going to, yeah. Huh. We're subterranean, you know. Dude, we are totally screwed. We are totally screwed. We got the chuds. 
The chuds are going to come in and get we're us. We're totally the zombies. screwed. That's right. We're, 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 we're well, FUK'd. No problem. Thanks, guys. Thanks, I appreciate no it. Can, can we podcast from the con? Oh, hell yeah. Awesome. We have a podcaster's island. I didn't even mention that. There's going to be like a little terrace up there, 15 oh, cool. podcasters. And like all the really cool podcasts will all be the really there. Right. And then yeah. I'll just be there just in the back. Well, you're not invited. You're going to be sitting behind a table. I'm going to make you work. Really? <laughs> you you obviously did not watch our show. <laughs> the oh, me working part. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, thank you. Thanks, guys. Bye-bye. <laughs> the podcast is done, man. <laughs>